Well, hey, all you wiretappers out there. So a little special uh, bonus edition of uh, Gangland Wire. Just stumbled across a, a story. I was just doing a, I did an interview with a man, James Imlech, who attended the family secrets trial. So we went all through that. And, you know, ever a lot of people went to jail, especially uh, out of that Grand Avenue crew, which were some of the batter dudes in, in the outfit. Lombardo went to jail. So well, I thought, I wonder what happened after that. And I'm just kind of noodling around. And, and I found a, a case on a guy who, who was, uh, he was not full Italian. He was a peckerwood. But he was a brother-in-law to Albert Vina, Albie the Falcon, I think they called him, who became the new boss of this group. That was Charles Chucky Russell. Now, sometimes they call him Chucky the Electrician. He must have had some uh, some burglar alarm skills. You know, that's that's how those guys do. And oh, by the way, don't forget to uh, hit me up on Venmo uh, or uh, at Gangland Wire. They got that. We got that. Buy me a cup of coffee. Thanks. So support the podcast. Uh, anyhow, uh, continuing right along. I forgot to say that early on. He was uh, he was bragging to a federal informant about planning a home invasion robbery that he said would lead to a happy holiday for both of them. <laughs> These guys, you got to love them. You know, and, and Vina, I imagine he was part of this. Uh, Albert Vina had some problem with the new outfit underboss, Anthony Little Tony Zizo, and he disappeared. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if our buddy Chucky Russell wasn't involved in that. But he told this informant, he said, I kind of uh, strayed there, but uh, he told this informant, said, it'll be a great Christmas, I'm telling you. You're going to love this. <laughs> so nothing gets my juices flowing like, putting a gun to somebody's head and taking their stuff and making it mine. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he was talking to a uh, federal informant and instead of pulling off that score uh, that he thought would get as much as $300,000 along with other jewelry. And, and he, he claimed that there would be bottles of real high-end expensive wine. You know, you can pay as much as 500 or a thousand bucks for a bottle of wine or even more. I know the, you know, the real high end, you know, you can get up in the five figures for a bottle of wine. Now go figure that. Uh, anytime I used to drink wine back in the day, you know, a little ripple will cripple or uh, Annie Greensprings or Boone's Farm or, or just something that's sweet. Uh, I was not, you know, I'm not a connoisseur of anything. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Come out to eat. Just give me the plain food. Uh, but uh, uh, he ended up getting charged. Uh, the, the undercover informant introduced him to a federal, uh, an ATF agent, and he got charged in federal court and interrupted this robbery with trying to buy eight guns from the uh, ATF. So they, um, when they made the case, uh, he was bragging to him about all the guns that ended up down in Mexico. And, and laughingly, he said, well, I wonder how many of my guns ended up down in Mexico in, in those different robberies down there. So this, this guy was a, he was a gangster's gangster. He made no bones about it when he was talking. This was like something on TV. If you ask me, it was just, uh, he's a wild dude. I'm not sure what happened to him exactly. I imagine he died in jail. He had uh, had really bad uh, prostate cancer by the time this case actually went to trial. He was trying to get released on bond, claiming he's going to be living with a woman named Patricia Spilatro. And 
you know, I couldn't find out any more about her. I don't know if she was a, a relative, a sister. I don't know. Uh, I didn't really feel like going into it that much. I just want to tell a little short, quick story as a bonus uh, episode and not go into this uh, way deep. You know, as I said, the, the outfit had taken a major hit. This was in, uh, I think, 2016. And in 2007, uh, uh, Joy the Clown Lombardo went down the family secrets trial and and uh, a whole bunch of other guys. Well, the boss went down at, at that point in time. Uh, James Marcello and his brother went down. Mike Marcello and the Cal whole Calabrese crew went down. It was, it was a major hit on the outfit. It all changed around. So uh, Albert Vina had uh, was running this Grand Avenue crew, and and this guy was his brother-in-law. Uh, it was this guy. This guy was described as as a muscular physique and had a shaved head uh, when he appeared in court. And, but he was a kind of an affable guy. Although when he was going to do that robbery, he had bragged about this was some lawyer that had all this stuff in a safe, and and if he had to, he was going to put a blowtorch to the guy's face and and thought that would be great fun. But he also said, you know, if the guy dies and there'll be too much heat on this thing. And, and I don't know if I really want to do that, but, but he was planning on doing this. Uh, so uh, this guy's, uh, <laughs> you don't want this guy after you with the informant, the, uh, uh Chucky Russell told about his plan. And, and it was a typical, I tell you, these guys in the outfit in Chicago, uh, I have, I have some matter admiration for you. I don't know if admiration is the right word, but I appreciate your, your ability to plan. I've talked about this before. They bring walkie talkies often. They'll have two or three cars available, uh, a, a secondary car out there to take out any, uh, any chase. If the police get after anybody, they, uh, they, they go into it with, uh, with a police scanner and all the tools they could need. Uh, this guy, even uh, Russell, even claimed that he would shave the hair off his body before he went in and, and always cover every portion of his body. And he was going to take this informant on. And, and he told him, he says, don't spit or sneeze or, or leave behind any hairs. And that's when he told him he always shaved his body before he went. And that's why he had his head shaved, I guess, when he went to court. He had a, he, the informant, of course, was not going to go along with this deal. They met the ATF agent and, and they agreed to buy these guns for up to $5,000, around five grand. At, at one point in time, the Russell showed the informant a photo of a car that was riddled with bullets and, and there was a bloody inside. And, and he also handed a Illinois driver's license of a, a black guy, an African-American dude, and said he's no longer with us. He's deceased. So I guess he was just telling this informant, you know, I'm a bad dude. Do not cross me, uh, which is pretty typical. And, and uh, that and kind of subcultures is posturing, macho posturing to keep people afraid of you and off the uh, afraid to go rat you out or steal from you or anything like that. When they checked the no name on that license, that guy had been murdered. So who knows, you know, um, when they all got together with the ATF agent to buy the uh, guns, they arrested Russell. It was a buy bus kind of a deal. And they searched his home, which was up in Schaumburg. You guys that live up in Schaumburg. I know there's a lot of Chicago listeners. They found some more guns, a black ski mask gloves and the walkie talkies. Tried to put him in, uh, gonna keep him in without bond. The prosecutor, of course, claimed he was a danger to the community. That's when he tried to get out and say he would live with this Patricia 
Spilatro and he had this really bad prostate cancer. His record was such that he'd already been convicted of murder back in 73. And I don't know what that murder was, but he, he can, he was convicted of sexual assault and was a registered sex offender also. And that's back in 92 and he, he was out doing these crimes. So that's kind of the story of Chucky, the electrician Russell, who I'm sure is dead by now. I just thought it was interesting little insight into some of the Grand Avenue crew. He was, uh, you know, and this would be one other thing I did research. He was a friend of uh, Frank, the German Swiss. And this would be a kind of guy that would be a friend to uh, the German. Just ask Red Matt. The German was a bad dude, was surrounded with bad dudes. You did not want these guys after you. I can see why they... They, they dominated so much in Chicago because they had so many of these guys who were not afraid to kill, who had some brains and, and would do stuff to prevent detection, like shaving their body and making sure they didn't leave any DNA behind. Uh, they were not your just uh, rum-dum, run-of-the-mill criminals is what I'm trying to say. But it takes a huge effort to get these kind of guys off the street. I mean, these... Uh, these booger eating morons we got out here running around and just breaking, you know, drug addicts breaking into cars or breaking into this, breaking into that. And they get caught or if they do anything halfway decent at all, where there's any kind of heat on it, they talk about it. And pretty soon they're, they are telling somebody who, who uh, uh, is trying to buy the way out of a case. And, and so they're easily caught uh, the, the real guys like this, they take all those uh, uh, precautions they don't talk about it when they're done, uh, very little. And when they do, uh, as you see, you're going to get caught. Just like uh, Frank the German, he's sitting there with Red Moment bragging about all this stuff. So so don't talk about it if you're out there committing crime. I'll tell you that right now. So thanks a lot, folks. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Gangland Wire. Now, don't forget to like and subscribe down below if you're on YouTube. Now, I started on YouTube, as you all have noticed, I would imagine. Uh, if you're on an audio platform like the Apple Podcast app, you can give me a review there. I appreciate that. Uh, you can also support the making of each episode uh, by buying me a shot and a beer on your Venmo app. If you have Venmo, that's at Gangland Wire. Uh, I have a new way, uh, buy me a cup of coffee. There's a link in the show notes uh, to buy me a cup of coffee or two. Uh, you can go to my website. You can see all my books and movies uh, that are for sale, or you can donate via your credit card on the PayPal button, or if you have a PayPal account. And if you donate enough, why you start getting those books and movies and uh, a, um, a coffee cup or a t-shirt or whatever you want. Uh, and remember, if you or a friend are suffering from PTSD, check out the Veterans Administration resources. Uh, just go to Google and Google PTSD and Veterans Administration or VA, and you'll find that website. And you'll find there's a hotline and, and there's links there to, to help you find uh, uh, resources to uh, deal with that problem. And remember, look out for motorcycles on the road and stay safe. Bye, folks. Music provided by our good friend and super fan from Portland, Oregon, Casey McBride. Thanks, Casey.